Earlier this month, three large bales of cocaine washed up on the shores of North Donegal. Each of them were found on separate beaches, wrapped up in black plastic. Gardaí believed the drugs had been tied to oil drums out at sea, with the intention of being picked up by a smaller boat and taken ashore. This drop-off method, as it's called, is just one of the ways cocaine is smuggled into the country. When I was researching this topic, what became clear to me is drug smuggling methods go through phases of popularity. So one method might become very popular for a few years, then maybe the authorities will get wise to it. So criminals will start focusing Mm. on uh, another area. With demand for the drug at an all-time high in Ireland, criminals are willing to use risky and innovative ways to import it from South America. So how does it get in? And what are the Gardaí doing to intercept it? This is in the news from the Irish Times. I'm Conor Pope. Today, how is cocaine reaching Irish shores? In this episode, I'll speak to crime and security correspondent Conor Gallagher. Conor, let's start maybe with what happened in North Donegal last month. That was where two bales of cocaine washed up on the shore at Tremor and Ballyhernan Beach. Where do the Gardaí think those bales of cocaine came from? Yeah, these were two uh, bales, 30 kilograms each, worth an estimated four million or more. Uh, the location and the appearance of the drugs when they were found made it clear to, to, to the authorities that this was what's called a drop-off, and more specifically, a drop-off which had gone wrong. Drop-offs are a method of cocaine smuggling, very currently very popular method where a consignment of cocaine will be dropped off the side of a large commercial ship and it will then be picked up a short time later by a smaller vessel known as a daughter vessel. These are usually uh, like fishing boats or pleasure crafts and it'll then be uh, taken ashore and for onward distribution. Pretty unsophisticated methods, pretty simple, but also quite effective. The the packages of cocaine will be uh, wrapped up tightly in waterproof material, usually like black polythene, and they'll be tied to some oil drums mm. um, and they will keep it afloat and they'll also serve as a visual marker. They might even have a GPS tracker on it as well to help this daughter vessel recover it. Obviously, things can go wrong and, and often do. You know, there might be uh, the vessel coming to pick it up might be too early or might be too late. The waves might cause the, the whole contraption to come apart. And, and that's what leads to drugs uh, washing ashore, as we saw in Donegal. And how good are Gardaí, our uh, revenue, our customs officials, how good are they at, at, at intercepting these kinds of drug smuggling op- operations? Because it does seem like... You know, to use the old cliche, the needle in the haystack thing, if you're throwing a few barrels into the sea, you know, it's it's pretty hard for the for the authorities to track that, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably one of the most challenging uh, drug or cocaine smuggling methods uh, to do anything about. Because these 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 this doesn't occur just kind of just offshore or whatever. This occurs in major shipping lanes well out at sea. So, you know, you can operate kind of in the dark. Uh, and especially these the daughter vessels I was referring to, it's very easy for them to go out um, and then turn off their GPS beacon so they're not visible to anyone. They're very small craft and it's operating so far out at sea means it's very, very difficult to intercept 
this this method of cocaine smuggling and that means we only really hear of it uh, when it goes wrong such as in Donegal last month or or in um, Cork uh, a, a short time before that when uh, another two cocaine packages worth about 180,000 uh, euro were washed up on, on two different beaches but we can get an idea of how popular it is by how much European authorities have come across uh, in the last uh, a, a few months so in the last nine months I think this is a startling figure 4,560 kilograms of cocaine has washed up on European shores as a result of failed drop-offs and just think about that if those are the failed drop-offs how many are not being caught the figure must be much much higher indicating the the current popularity of this method And then there was another story that goes back to 2016 that some listeners might remember, and that saw a torpedo-like object washed up on the shore of Liscannor in County Clare. And that was filled with nearly €5 million worth of cocaine. What exactly was the torpedo method? Where was the torpedo from and and how did it work? Well, I can't tell you where it's from because we just don't know. But Mm. this was a, a long metal cylinder, pretty innocuous looking. In fact, so innocuous that it lay on the beach uh, for for months, uh, without no attracting much uh, suspicion, until Revenue actually had a look at it. And when Revenue officers got down, they knew exactly what they were looking at. And what they were looking at was the what's called a parasitic narco torpedo, the first parasitic narco torpedo found in Ireland. Now that is, uh, it's called a torpedo. It kind of looks like a torpedo. It's a long metal tube filled with cocaine. Uh, in the origin country, this would be brought down below the waterline by divers and welded to the hull of a ship. Wow! Uh, without the knowledge of the of the ship, the ship would then bring it across the, the Atlantic, uh, where divers on this end would go under and detach it. Um, obviously, this one found in County Clare became detached uh, by itself somewhere along the way, something which happens quite a bit. Um, so this is something the authorities are aware of. Uh, it doesn't seem to be too common in Ireland. Um, I was down actually last year uh, with the Navy divers down in Cork, and they were talking to me about how one of their jobs is to go down below the waterline yeah. of ships to make sure. And it's not just torpedoes welded to ships. It can also be... Uh, hidden in the ballast tanks or other kind of spaces under the waterline of ships and then recovered later. So again, so is your degree of sophistication. You have to know people who know how to dive and weld and, yeah. and do it underwater. But again, from talking to authorities, this isn't a new method, even though it sounds quite sophisticated. This was actually very popular several or you know a couple of decades ago. Now it's it, uh, it's become more popular again. But then another method that's commonly used by the drug smugglers is ferry ports. And earlier this month in Rosslare, there was around 133 kilos of cocaine seized by officials. And that had an estimated value of 9 million euro. So that was concealed, I think, in a refrigerated container. So let's talk about other ways that these drugs can come to our ports. What's the rip-off method? So the rip-off method is closely tied to the use of shipping containers to, to smuggle cocaine. And this has seen a huge increase on an EU uh, level, the use of shipping containers. Uh, and that's shipping containers uh, shipping legitimate cargo, usually from South America across through Europe and coming into northern European ports such as Antwerp and Rotterdam. And this has become the main, in, in recent years, this has become the main route uh, for cocaine coming from South America into northern Europe. And then it's only a short jump 
mm. to come into Ireland, obviously. Now, how do they get the cocaine in those shipping containers? So say you have a shipping container full of, say, I don't know, onions. Criminals in the originating country will break into the container without the, the knowledge of the person who owns the consignment mm. and uh, hide kilos of cocaine somewhere inside the container it'll then be sealed up um someone will apply a, a, a customs seal to indicate that it has been inspected by customs mm. on that end and it'll come over uh on a ship come into antwerp rotterdam then might come to uh ross Lair, and the uh another criminal will come in rip off the seal okay take the cocaine seal it back up, lock it back up, put a counterfeit seal on, which will pass visual inspection. This will occur before it goes through customs. Mm. So as far as customs know, and when customs x-ray it, and, you know, they do have quite advanced x-ray machines uh, down in Rosslare, you know, they will never get a chance to actually uh, examine the, the, the shipment while the cocaine was in it. There's another method then, which is hiding the drugs in organic or other materials. What kind of materials have customs officials found cocaine mixed in with? Uh, a bewildering array, array of materials. And this will sometimes go hand in hand with the rip-off method. But um, organised crime gangs have become very, very adept at uh, hiding cocaine. So, you know, sometimes they will hide it in the doors or the, the 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 roof or the walls of a shipping container. A common method is in the refrigeration units of refrigerated shipping containers. But they will also hide it in organic materials as a good way of throwing off uh, x-ray machines and drug sniffer dogs. Uh, so coffee is a common one. Uh, sometimes they will cover it with glue. Bleach is sometimes used. Cinnamon is apparently quite good at throwing off drug uh, sniffer dogs. But I suppose what's even more, I don't want to say impressive, but some perhaps surprising is the, the hiding it in liquid and other kind of materials such as clothing and even charcoal. So these are methods that require quite a bit of chemical expertise. Mm. So just to give you one example, in uh, 2021, customs authorities in Rotterdam uh, found half a tonne of cocaine, which was destined for Ireland, but it had been chemically mixed in with a, with a shipment of charcoal. So you would pick up one of these bits of charcoal and look at it, smell it. You'd have no idea that, you know, a good portion of it was actually cocaine Um, and you need chemists on both sides you need chemists uh, at the origin point able to mix it in with this charcoal and you need chemists when it arrives able to extract it from the charcoal so it shows you the the sophistication involved another seizure uh, in 2017 a duvet which had been chemically impregnated with cocaine Um, and last year uh, Gardaí found 150,000 euro worth of cocaine that had been liquidised and mixed in with wine and smuggled in wine and champagne bottles Wow! Um, so you can see the challenges there for the authorities in in, in dealing with with these methods You you mentioned that whole charcoal thing and and you have the chemists on one side and then it strikes me that you'd need a fairly sophisticated operation to extract tons or multiple kilos of cocaine from from charcoal. Do you have any sense as to where those operations are or how they work or what's involved in that kind of process? Well, we have an idea. We got a very good idea, actually, from really impressive police work by European police forces, uh, the Dutch police and the French police who hacked into these encrypted messaging apps used by by criminals. Uh, One was called EncroChat, the other one was called Sky. And these are really highly secure uh, networks where criminals can communicate with each other. And they got access to 
thousands and thousands and thousands of messages, which gave a, a really valuable insight into the, the methods used by these criminals. And one overarching theme was that they don't work alone. Mm-hmm. Um, criminals will pool their resources, pool their expertise, their contacts and their cash to bring cocaine in from South America. Um, and then, you know, it, it, it's kind of like... Um, a syndicate going in on a yeah. racehorse or something, you know? Um, there was a synerg- synergy there. The one causing, or which was causing most concern for the authorities, was what they called the super cartel. And this was, you know, the, the main uh, organized criminal players in Europe, and that included the Kinahan mm. Organized Crime Group, which we're very familiar with here in Ireland, working together to bring vast amounts of cocaine into the continent. In one operation, the, the super cartel was behind uh, sm- an attempt to smuggle about 20 tons of cocaine worth more than 1 billion euro yeah, in from South America. That was found on a ship in the in the US, a large container ship, and that would have been the, one of the biggest cocaine seizures in global history. And you mentioned intelligence. Now, obviously, we don't have insight into the, the levels of intelligence used, but is that really important in tracking the cocaine as it crosses the Atlantic? I would imagine it's more important than just relying on the x-rays or the sniffer dogs or just hoping a barrel or a bale of cocaine will wash up on a beach. Absolutely. It's it's vital because when you're thinking specifically about the, the container method of, of, of smuggling cocaine, these are 40-foot containers carrying many tons uh, of, of sometimes varied products. So, X-raying that is, uh, and unloading that and searching that is a vast uh, investment in manpower mm-hmm. and time. It, it takes three days, I believe, to search one of these containers uh, properly. And we have a huge amount of these containers coming into the country yeah. every day. So resources have to be targeted. And the only way to do that is through intelligence and cooperation with uh, other police forces and kind of international organizations like Europol, Interpol, and uh, a crowd called MAWAC, which is uh, based in Portugal. It comes down to profiling a lot of the time. um, And they have a a dedicated profiling, 24-7 profiling system, which profiles shipments coming in um, to see what might be suspicious uh, and in many cases, it might not be. Mm. There might nothing might be found, but it's a way of target. Okay. I'll continue my conversation with Connor after this short break. Now, in pre-Brexit times, a lot of the cocaine, if not most of the cocaine that came into Ireland, came in through Britain. Has that changed now as a result of dis- different customs operations uh, in place? It's changed dramatically, uh, and that's because of the change in trade routes, which has resulted from Brexit. So in the past, most cocaine came into Ireland through Britain. Ireland was very much a secondary market. Mm. Britain would obviously be a much bigger market, and that would have been transported over the land bridge, and much of it would have come into Dublin Port. And Dublin Port is a port that uh, deals with both row-row and low-low, yeah. and, and, and row-row is roll on, roll off. So that's trucks with containers at the, on the back that, that roll off and roll on um, ships. And low, low is load on, load off. So that's ships just carrying the containers which are loaded on and off by crane. But this has changed dramatically. 
um, since the land bridge has become much less important for Irish trade. And, and one way of, of, of telling this is by looking at the Caesars at Rosslare Europort in Wexford and comparing them to the Dublin port. Rosslare is a row row uh, only port, so it only deals with trucks and it mainly deals with traffic coming uh, from the continent, which has obviously increased significantly uh, since Brexit. And Dublin mainly deals with traffic coming from the UK. Yeah. Um, so, so far this year, 330 kilograms of cocaine has been found in shipments to Rosslare. The figure for Dublin port is zero. Wow. So that's a complete reversal of what the situation would have been a few years ago. And then there's Cork. Now, so talk to me about the banana boats. What are the banana boats? Well, the banana boats is a, is a, is a ship that comes in about every 10 days. And it's the only uh, ship that comes into Ireland from directly from South America. So it's an exception to the, the trend that most of our shipping comes from continental Europe and the UK. It gets the name the banana boat because it used to ship bananas, yeah. obviously. It still ships bananas, but it ships lots of other things. So it's obviously gets special attention from the authorities because it's the only yeah, uh, direct route into Ireland from South America. So there has been good few shipments found, sh- sorry, shipments of cocaine uh, found on, on on the banana boat in recent years. In fact, there's usually several a year. And I should be clear, these shipments are, are done without the, the 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 knowledge of the vessel's owners yeah. or 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 its crew or the people shipping. Uh, legitimate goods. Um, so since 2017, there's been 226 kilograms of cocaine worth uh, about 16 million has been seized at Cork Port. So that's a lot, but it's much, much less than the, the amount shipped in Dublin and Ross. Oh, okay. And then, of course, there's private planes. How simple is it to, for a drug smuggler to just fly the drugs into Ireland, land at some small private airstrip or wherever you might have it? Like, is that something that happens a lot? I can't tell you if it happens a lot because one of the frustrating things of writing about this thing is we can o- we only know what we find. Yeah, of you course. know. And so, but I can outline to you how, in theory, easy it it, it would be. Um, there's a, about a hundred private airfields uh, dotted around Ireland. Some of them are just basic fields yeah, yeah, and a shed. Uh, some of them are a little more advanced, but um, most have no security or customs presence. Um, so there's really little to stop someone uh, using a small aircraft to fly in drugs from northern France, say, uh, landing at one of these airfields and offloading it and disrouting it around the country. We have no primary radar system, so we've no radar system capable of detecting a plane that doesn't want to be seen. So a plane, a small plane would just turn off its transponder, like the ships going out to collect the mm. drop-offs, and unless they're flying near an airport, a major airport, the authorities are generally none the, none the wiser. And that kind of brings us back to this idea of how intelligence is so important. That's how you catch these guys and profiling as well. If you see a private plane making all these odd stops at different airports in, in Europe, you know, you might take a second look at that. And often these are planes that are kind of owned by hobbyists, mm. uh, owned by a conglomerate of people. You might have seven people have joint ownership of a plane, uh, but only um, one of them is using it to for illicit purposes and the rest are just using it as a hobby. I suppose we got one insight into this uh, last year during a revenue and Garda operation in County Longford. So based on intelligence, the authorities seized 8.4 million euro worth of cocaine, which had been flown into an airfield in Abbey Shrewl, County Longford, in a tiny aircraft. And this is one of those aircrafts that would have been owned by a syndicate. And uh, two people are currently awaiting trial in okay. relation to that. 
The body language of one passenger has caught the eye of officers. He's been acting nervously since coming through immigration, so he's pulled over to answer a few questions. And then another fairly popular method, and I would imagine fairly low-tech method, involves air and sea passengers smuggling cocaine internally. But the X-ray images confirm their suspicions that he's stuffed with packages. The man is led away to the airport's custody suite. Is that a big feature of the of the trade? Definitely, and it's a kind of a perennial one. You know, um, I used to cover the courts, and it would be, you know, not every day, but every second day or so, you would see some poor Brazilian. Uh, or South American guy, or Eastern European person, uh, a lot of women actually as well, uh, up in court having been uh, arrested at Dublin airport on suspicion of smuggling cocaine internally. So how that works is they will usually target vulnerable people, maybe they have drug addictions themselves, they have money problems or whatever, and offer them small amounts of money or drugs to smuggle the cocaine in, and they cocaine will be divided up into, say, kilogram would be divided up into 100 pellets, and they would literally just uh, swallow, them s- swallow them one after the other, go through customs, and then get them out at the other end. So that's a, a fairly common one. It's not just air, it's ferry passengers as well. Very dangerous, obviously, as well, because, you know, mm. if the cocaine gets in, the massive cocaine gets into someone's systems, it could be deadly. Yeah, of course. And that must be extremely difficult to police, because when you think of something like Dublin Airport, you've got 60, 70, 80,000 people going through the airport on a busy day. Like, if five of those people have ingested a kilo of cocaine, like, unless you have the intelligence, like, it's virtually impossible for the authorities to catch them isn't it 100% and and again it's all intelligence you know and it's 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 not just specific intelligence it's profiling so someone uh, has and they'll typically have loads of stops these people Um, so they will come over from say Rio they'll stop in several destinations in Europe or whatever they mightn't have a return ticket they might have uh, suspiciously uh, little baggage so um, they will use that kind of profiling method to target resources A new record for cocaine seizures in the Belgian port of Antwerp. Belgian authorities say they seized almost 110 tonnes of the drug last year, a significant increase on the previous 12 months. Now, we discussed earlier that there was the big European ports of Antwerp and Rotterdam were the main entry points for cocaine coming into the European Union. But given the, the porous nature of Ireland as an island and all those airfields that you were talking about and the multiple beaches and coastline and all that stuff, is there a worry that Ireland could also become a primary destination port for EU consignments? So there's been a, a lot in the news recently about how the, the cocaine routes have shifted to Northern Europe and the the violence that's and corruption that's become associated with that. Like there's a really stark comment I came across from the head of the Dutch police union who said that we have all the the markings of a narco state. You know, there's horror stories coming out of of, of Rotterdam, um, such as torture chambers being located, mm-hmm. which are used by cartels against their enemies. Journalists being murdered, judges and lawyers being targeted. Um, wherever there's cocaine, mass amounts of cocaine, there is extreme violence as people compete for a share of the pie and use that violence to, 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 to retain that share of the pie. And obviously there is a worry that this could happen in Ireland. There's no sign of it yet, mm. I, should, I should stress. You know, since the end of the, the Hutch-Kinnon feud, which subsided in, in recent years, 
gun crime has gone through the floor. It's it's now very rare, and thankfully gangland murders have become a rarity. Ireland ranks as the third most peaceful country in the world, according to the Global Peace Index, which takes organised crime into account. Nowadays, more people are wounded due to accidental gun discharges than gun attacks. And we're also seeing little of, or little signs of the corruption, which is affecting those Northern European ports. On the other hand, there's no scope for taking your eye off the ball, because if Ireland is now becoming, due to the trade routes, there's a worry that Ireland could become a des or a, a, a port to uh, ship drugs into the UK. Yeah. Is this happening? It could be. We don't know. There's little sign of it happening at the uh, yet. So, according to a report commissioned last year by the by the British Embassy in Ireland, Irish gangs are increasingly able to source cocaine directly from South America, um, which raises the possibility that Ireland might become a primary port for the importation of cocaine uh, and, and then it might be transported from Ireland to the UK and the EU. And as we've seen in, in, in Rotterdam and, and Antwerp and other ports, it's inevitable that large increase in violence and corruption would follow. There's no sign of it happening yet, but I suppose we can't afford to be complacent. And of course, finally then, supply and demand are, 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 are twin brothers or they're, they're always distinctly related. The demand doesn't seem to be easing up in this country at all, does it? No, and that's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to write this article because cocaine just seems to be ubiquitous sometimes. Uh, and we see this in figures for not just seizures, but people going into drug treatment uh, centres has gone through the roof with cocaine and just kind of anecdotal evidence seems to be present at every level of society now. And you know, we're an island nation. It should be relatively easy to stop it getting in. And I kind of put this to Guardi and, and revenue officials. Like, are all these seizures impressive as they are? Are they not just a, a drop in the ocean? And, you know, they, they were understandably somewhat defensive. They said, you know, they're, de- they're dealing with commercial quantities of the drug. They're seizing large quantities. They're having a deterrent effect. They're making it more difficult for uh, criminals to bring the drug in. They're, not, they're never going to be stop, able to stop anything because we depend so much on trade. So there has to be a balance. They can't be seen to mm. uh, be uh, disrupting trade too much. But like they'll point to things like, you know, I said that the drop-off method is becoming much more popular. You know, they see that as a as, as a sign of success because criminals are, are being forced to adopt this more risky method mm. uh, because they're having success intercepting cocaine uh, in the ports. Okay, well, Conor Gallagher, thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you. That's it for today. To read more of Conor's crime reporting and for more Irish Times journalism, subscribe at irishtimes.com forward slash subscribe. I'm Conor Pope. This episode was produced by Suzanne Brennan. In the news, we'll be back soon.